Today on First Cup, we're talking about knives. It's knife day. I'm going to show you some of my knives. Stick around. I'm playing with banners. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Tuesday. It is August 24th, 2021. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Yep. Four flat tablespoons in the French press. That's where we needed it to be. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're well. I hope you had a good Monday. Hope you're looking forward to your Tuesday. We had a pretty good Monday. You know that interview from Martial Arts Radio that I said was hopefully happening? It happened. It was a pretty good episode. Andrew's already listened to it. So that'll be out. Oh, what is that? I think it's 640. That's scheduled to be. Oh, stretch. I went to karate last night. Good morning, Tommy and Daniel and Dennis. Um, had a good time. Had a good time at class. Which, I mean, I shouldn't expect something other than that. But you know you're having a good class when it feels like it's over like that. And this one was. Some of these really old school drills, I just miss. And I think I'm fortunate in that I've been around a while and I'm able to look back on these fundamentals and these drills in a way that a lot of people can't. I see the value. I see that, I mean, when you get right down to it, basics are the heart of what we do. And yeah, you can drill basics in boring, repetitive ways. But at least for now, the drills we're doing are all new or at least stuff I haven't done in a long time. So I'll take it. <laughs> Daniel says, only on a US-based show can we have knife day. That's right, because what what do you what's the what's the length limit on your knives in the UK? It's like it's like half an inch, right? You can have a screwdriver. <laughs> Good morning, John. Just a little bit of fun. But there are knives I'm not going to show you today. There are knives that are not legal that I found somewhere and I haven't disposed of them yet. So I'm not going to show you my entire collection. And in fact, I'm not going to show you my entire collection because I don't remember where they all are. <laughs> like there's one in the car. There's a few in the car. They're all over the place. Knives are about as handy as you get. <laughs> Tommy says, bit around, LOL, wait until you are my age. I, I'm i still 25 as far as I'm concerned. I feel 25. I remember what, was, what I felt like at 25. And physically, I feel about the same. I, I'm, I get sore. But I'm still out there doing new stuff. You know what I did yesterday? So after this interview, 
I had a little bit of time actually before and after the interview, I had a little bit of time. I've talked about the spring in the back corner of the property and I went out and I, I dug a hole. I said, let's see what happens when we dig this hole because this is, this is a big deal to have a spring, a natural spring that I don't have to do anything with other than what I want to. Very few people have that. I am really lucky. And so I want to route it the right way. And right now I dug a big hole, probably about, well, let's see, it was about to here. So fingertip to here and about that wide. Cause I want to see if I can get animals to come back in and drink. I have, I don't see animals as much anymore. I don't know why it's a bummer. Daniel says, and for those of you who don't know, he's in the UK. I'd get arrested for carrying any sort of knife unless I had a legit use for it, i.e. going fishing or to archery. What about opening boxes? What about cutting tags off clothing? I carry a pocket knife just about everywhere. And we'll get into that in, in a few minutes. Let's, let's unpack a few things before we go whole hog on the knives here, folks. But I am excited. This was a great... Uh, topic that that uh, that Frank, sorry, submitted, and we got some facts about knives that we're going to talk about. Some considerations with regard to self defense. No, no box cutters. None of these are box. Actually, this one, one of them is kind of a box cutter. This one's this one's similar to a box cutter, but it's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of use for knives. I use a knife almost every day. I, I put up a video on TikTok oh, over the weekend, maybe Friday, about my little pocket flashlight and how I think that everyone should carry a pocket flashlight. It's it's quick to deploy. It's not illegal. It has so many uses. It's way faster than the the light on your phone. Anybody says, "Oh, I just if I need, I take my phone out," and then you're already dead. If you needed a light. You're already dead. You already can't see what's going on for at least a second, second and a half. I carry two things almost all the time, a little flashlight and a little knife. doesn't have to be anything special. Okay. Uh, what else happened yesterday? Client stuff. Working on the shirt for free training day. This one's going to be pretty cool. I spent some time on Friday coming up with the spec. Yesterday I did the mock-ups because my design skills aren't as good as my imagination skills. But there are people out there who are pretty good. I've gotten better at explaining what I want, both with mock-ups and with words. And so I just go to Fiverr and I say, hey, can somebody do this? And that's what we're doing with the, with the training logos too. Why fiber? Because I can get hours of design work for 20 bucks. And you know what? That's what we can afford right now. Maybe someday we'll hire someone at $100 an hour for no reason. It's a global economy, folks. The same people. You know, when I've talked about things like Fiverr or hiring um, VAs overseas, you know, our, our team is, is mostly overseas. 
the same people who have issue with that have no problem buying goods made overseas and thus cost a, a fifth as much. Yep. Chris says, imagine self-defense not to be considered a legit use. Yeah. One of the things that I'm, I'm going to avoid as we talk about knives today is politics. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to say, you know, yay for being here or boo for being there. We're not going to talk about crime. We're not going to talk about any of that. Statistics, anyway. Because that's not the point. I like knives. Knives are great. They used to scare the crud out of me. They really did. Um, back, let's see, I was 19. I worked in a, a kitchen in a restaurant in Maine. And I kept cutting myself. Like, I really kept cutting myself. Not bad, but frequently. And the chef bought me a cutting glove, which was basically uh, like a synthetic chain mail. It wasn't metal. It was, it was some kind of really rugged fabric. And he said, I haven't had to buy a cutting glove for someone in a very long time. I was like, yeah, well, you know. And I still cut myself from time to time. I cut myself last time. I was thinking about this yesterday. I cut myself on lettuce. I was cutting lettuce last year. And I just looked away. It was dumb. All dumb mistakes. You check out yesterday's episode with Chris Molinier. Came out good. We got some good comments on it. We get good comments on all of them. I hope you all appreciate these episodes. I think most of you do. And I'm recording three more today. We've got one at the nine. So for those of you who don't know, here's a little bit of behind the scenes. We have four standard slots carved out every other Tuesday. Nine, 11, one, and three. And they're 90 minute slots. Because we go roughly an hour of conversation. Sometimes we go a little long. There's nothing at the 11 o'clock slot, so that gives me roughly from 10.30 until 1 to do something else. I'm going to go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym and lifted weights in a while. Now, <laughs> I was looking at myself in the mirror. You ever look at yourself in the mirror, you know, coming out of the shower? Uh, I was looking at myself in the mirror and realized that I have not lifted that much this summer, but I've been out in the sun and I've been doing a lot of work around the outside of the house. Now, I'm gonna share something with you I have not shared with anyone yet. And this is mostly because you guys can't talk back. I have a theory. Here's my theory. When do trees grow the most? In the summer. I think we do too. I think if we were to measure and probably height, but maybe not just height, we grow more in the summer. I think there's something to the activity level, but I think it's also something to vitamin D, being outside, sunlight, all that good stuff. I haven't lifted as much this summer as I did over the winter. I was at the gym lifting four, five, six days a week. I've been averaging two, and I'm bigger. There's something to that. I don't know how I'm going to research that, but get outside. So I'm going to go to the gym.
I am sore. What do we do? This gym is obsessed with ab exercises. We did 30 push-ups, which can I can we just I'm gonna vent for a moment. And this is not about this school. This is about just about everyone on, on earth. Two things. If you do your push-ups and your elbows flare out, you're asking for shoulder surgery. Fingers straight, slightly pointed. Keep your elbows in. Two, touch your damn chest to the floor. You don't retract your punches here. You pull them all the way back. I've done videos on how to do a correct push-up if you have any of our training programs that's You've probably seen that video. Um, this I this idea. I don't know. It's it is the most abused movement I've seen. <laughs> Jared says, "I grow most in the winter, stuck at home with too much to eat." And you know what? I think that that's what's supposed to happen. I think we are supposed to. Well, if you think about in nature, right? You put on mass and then you eat what you can find or store over the winter. And as you come back out of winter, you repeat that cycle. <laughs> Daniel says, I feel directly attacked. Tommy and Dennis are, are in the chat comparing their age. Um, Uh, Chris says, it's a pet peeve of mine. We're talking about push-ups. I, I took this out of my bag to make sure it, it, it dried, but figured I'd show you. It's my white belt. I'm trying to remember when I got this white belt. This goes back. This may be... This may be the white belt that I put on when I started um, my second karate school when I trained at Shotokan. It might have been this belt. That it looks it looks that old. That would have been 2000. 99? 99. Started that school in 99. Trained there for two years, earned my brown belt, moved away. Look at all you guys going. Good morning, Stacy. Never late. You're here. All right. Let's talk about knives. So Frank gave us some frame, framework for this. And let's, let's go through it. Today is knife day. Are you thinking about carrying a knife for self-defense? Here are some points to consider from actdefense.net. First, can you carry legally? Knife laws can vary greatly from state to state country to country, I'm adding that, and sometimes even from city to city within the same state. Some legal issues you need to consider are size, mechanism, location, intended use, and even aesthetics. You know, I'm going to read all three of these, and then I'm going to show you my knives. Size. Legality of a knife is sometimes determined by blade length alone. Sometimes it's determined by overall length, butt of the handle to the tip of the blade. In some areas, that length is a set number like three and a half inches. That's pretty common. Uh, restriction. In other areas, the blade can't be longer than the width of your palm. Find out the written law in your area. Mechanism. 
this is the one that most of us are probably familiar with as a restriction. In some areas, spring-assisted opening mechanisms are illegal. These are sometimes called switch blades. Maybe your area disallows fixed blade knives, but allows folding pocket knives. In terms of size and mechanism, almost anything is legal in Alabama, except a large Bowie knife. Somewhere, Crocodile Dundee is vowing to never visit Alabama. Um, let's get into it. I'm going to show you, we're going to start off, I'm going to show you my favorite uh, knife to carry. Um, this is a Kershaw Leak. Uh, if anybody knows knives, this is designed by Ken Onion. It's got a safety here. And, ooh, I think I got to clean that. That did not open well. Nope, got to clean you. Okay. Um, I like half serrated. They're versatile. I am unlikely to carry a knife. I'm unlikely to, to need a knife for self-defense, right? Just statistically. So I'm going to carry something that is versatile to me. That half serrated, sometimes that, sometimes I need that. Not often, but sometimes. Definitely use it more often than, uh, than I have to use it on a person. What I like about this knife is it, it fits well in my hand, it's lightweight, and it doesn't look super intense, right? It's not like, oh, where's one that's super intense? It's not like this one, where people look at it, they're like, ah, oh, why are you carrying that scary, angry thing? I'll show you that one. Uh, this is like a $35 knife. I think it also comes in black. This is my favorite. I, I thought I lost this one, and I had another one in my Amazon cart in seconds. I did find it though. My favorite knife. Here's one that looks pretty similar, right? Brush stainless. Uh, this is from Columbia River Knife and Tool. It's called a Pilar. I think that's called a sheep's foot blade. I like this one. It's fun. It's kind of heavy. I don't think this would, one would work as well in a in an altercation. What am I looking for when I think about carrying a knife? How quickly can I get it out of my pocket? Um, is it something that's going to be comfortable to carry? How quickly can I deploy it? And how well does it fit in my hand? See the difference in length on this? That's enough. This doesn't fit my hand really well. I really like the knife. It was a gift. And I do carry it from time to time. But this, this one fits. Do you carry knives? If you have... A knife that you carry. Well, I can't. I can't see it. Can I? But you can tell me about it in the chat. But don't think all of my knives are super fancy. This is my outdoor knife. This is what I carry in the yard. It's a beat up Gerber. I think it's even got the bear. Yeah, it's got the Bear Grylls logo on it. Uh, the joke I like to make. If anybody knows about Bear Grylls, uh, he likes to pee on everything. So, all Bear Grylls products are forged in urine. Um, this is a good example of a knife that I, I buy that I shouldn't because I like knives and uh, here's why do you hear that it doesn't open well I don't have confidence in this blade it actually fits my hand quite well But if I'm going to carry a knife from a self-defense perspective, 
I have to trust it. I don't trust that this lock mechanism isn't going to break on me. Mm. So I don't care. It's fun. I keep it sharp. But it's in my knife case. I don't think it's ever been in my pocket. Jared carries a Columbia River knife and tool M16 spear point and folding Hisatu. Are those the same thing? I should or not and. I don't know what you're talking about. Jared, you're not making sense. You need more coffee. Uh, the second. I, I have two from Columbia River. This one. And then let's let's go to something completely different. Some of you may not have even seen something like this. It's called a neck knife. And the idea is I can just quickly pull this out. And that's a really fast way to deploy a knife. It's great. Uh, here's the problem. In order for it to be really fast to deploy, you have to wear it on the outside of your clothing. When are you doing that? The only time I do that is if I'm hiking. And usually not even then. If I have to run, which is more likely that you're going to need to do for self-purposes of self-defense in all scenarios, run or pull a knife, run. I don't want to do that. That's not going to be fun. Um, this is a great knife. But outside of the context of hiking, uh, especially where, you know, I can have, have this, um, you know, kind of tied down under a strap or something. See, it's got those, those holes. I'm not carrying this. Tommy says, I carry a knife pretty much daily. And I also have one in my tool bag and way more than I like to admit around the house here and there. I don't think you're alone in that. I think a lot of people do that. Jared's two knives are for different purposes. Yeah. They would be. Here's an interesting one. Uh, if you're familiar with the company Cold Steel, I like Cold Steel. Then um, if you saw the video of me slicing a, uh, a pinata at my birthday, that was a Cold Steel sword. This is, I think, the cheapest thing Cold Steel has ever made. Uh, it's, it's called a Kudu. It's modeled on a, if I remember correctly, a South African lock mechanism. See this key ring? You're like, why is there a key ring on the knife, Jeremy? Well, here's this really chintzy knife. You know, it's it's sturdy, but pull that ring, and that's how it unlocks. Um, I like this knife, but it's it's way too big to carry. You know, compare it to the what I carry. It's huge. That doesn't fit in my pocket well, which violates the first rule of what I'm going to carry. It's got to fit. It's got to fit well. This isn't so much a knife as a multi-tool. A lot of people will carry a multi-tool and they're like, oh, Jeremy, I can just, you know, I've got, I've got my, my pliers and I've got, I've got my, my snips and I've got all these other things here. Oh, okay. Well, um, while you are extracting that from your pocket and locating the blade and folding it out and doing all these things, yeah, this could work. But it takes too long. My rule too, is it easy to deploy? In this case, no, it's not. And it doesn't even, it doesn't have a lock. There's no locking mechanism on this, right? I can just fold this back and forth, which is a terrible idea in the context of self-defense. This one, you're not gonna end up cutting yourself, most likely. 
Uh, what else we got? Here's something. This is a training blade. There's actually no blade in here. So I'm going to show you this. This is a uh, butterfly knife or a balisson. I periodically take these out and play with them. I take this one out and play with it. I am not very good with it. I don't see the point. It's intimidating. It looks great in movies. But it doesn't really do anything for me. What do I get out of this, even if it was a full size, or even if it was a, a regular blade? What do I get out of this? Not much. It's a bigger blade. Fits in my hand well. But I don't trust it. Why, why require skill to open and utilize a knife at a time when you don't have to? It's kind of, it, it's kind of like saying, um, oh, what's a good example? I don't know, picking any more complicated technique in self-defense. You know, I, I'm going to do a jump spinning hook kick when a, a side kick to the knee would work. You could do it. It may be more powerful or something, but... How does that help anything? John says, I'm carrying a Meadowlark 2 from Bird Knives right now. It's a standard pocket clip knife with a half serrated blade. I think a lot of us fall into one or two camps when it comes to knives. We're either really in on knives and we, we know a lot about knives and we like knives and we buy knives or a knife is something we don't think about caring about or, um, you know, it's at the bottom of a bag or bottom of a purse. And that's fine. But I think if you have the opportunity to learn, train with, carry a knife, I think you should. Uh, Daniel actually looked up the carry laws for the UK folding blade. Um, no, I'm assuming that's no more than three inches and no lock knives. Okay. Or more than three inches. All right. Uh, we mentioned box cutters earlier. This is essentially a box cutter. And I've been really contemplating this as a, uh, as a self-defense weapon. Why? Uh, it's always sharp. They're generally made for construction, for trades. So they've got a really durable lock. They're really cheap. You can swap out the blade in seconds. I don't know. I've been contemplating this because, I mean, really, you've got two ways you can use a knife. You can stab or you can cut. What else we got? Um... I'm going to go quicker because we're running out of time. This was my grandfather's. My father gave it to me about 10 years ago. It's just a very classic old buck knife. Uh, that doesn't leave the house. Um, you can get something like this at any drugstore. You know, those are like a buck. Leathermans are great for the glove box. I like the Balisong forms, own a bunch, don't carry them. 
Uh, and Daniel is correcting. Yeah, no more than three inches. This is no more than three inches. But you said no locks. So. Hmm. This is going to be too big. Right? I think that's a little more than three. I think that's three and a half inches. Um, it's from a company called Mora. They're Swedish, Swedish, somewhere in Scandinavia. Uh, really good steel on these. They're cheap as heck. And here we'll end. Is there anything else I want to show you? No, we'll end with this. This is on the outside of my hiking pack. This, this is a, the. If I if I have to pull this off, um, something bad. Several bad things have already happened. This is my. Um, the bear snuck up on me. And I'm losing my arm and my leg. And the other things that I carry, like pepper spray, aren't working or whatever. That's my, hey, maybe I won't die. And it doesn't fold. <laughs> it's pretty, though. Um, yeah, if, if you have the opportunity to pick up a knife from, uh, I'm trying to get it to focus, from Mora, M-O-R-A, uh, the steel on these is insane, and actually, this specific knife has quite a following. People will buy these knives for like fifteen bucks and just pull the handle and do like really intense custom work on them because the steel is so good. Uh, it's a carbon steel. It's not super durable, but it is super sharp, and uh, that's an inside the house knife. Uh, is is that <laughs> is this for fighting crocs? Yeah. Uh, fortunately, we don't have those up here been watching a lot of TikTok videos with alligators and crocodiles and people are insane. And I just saw there was a video making the rounds of a, a woman who brought a small alligator to like a, a kid's birthday party as like part of an event and bit her hand like in front of everyone. <sighs> All right. This was kind of different. This was kind of fun. I don't know what you thought. Let me know what you thought. If you have like rampant criticism, I want to hear it. If you really enjoyed it, I want to hear that too. If there are other things that are similar that you think we should do, let's do that. I like what we have here with First Cup. We can we can play around. We can be a little different. You all give us, give me, Frank, some space to try things out. So if you got a thought, let's hear it. But that's it. That's it. Did I show you them all? Um, real quick. Um, my whittling knife, because I'm Apparently, I'm old. Um, and I broke the tip off of this, trying to save somebody's uh, nunchaku that the chain got stuck and uh, ended up grinding down the blade. Uh, this is also from Cold Steel. This is, I don't know if you'd be able to carry something like this, Daniel, because it's all serrations. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we could safely put that in that category. Thanks for coming by, everybody. Thanks for letting me show you all my knives. It's a good time. I hope you have a great day. I hope if you haven't checked out yesterday's episode of Martial Trading, you'll do so. And I hope if you're willing to help us out, we got two good ways to do it. Our Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick, or grab something at the store at whistlekick.com like this mug. And save fifteen percent with the code First Cup fifteen. Leave me some stuff for tomorrow. I will see you back here tomorrow.
because we do it every day. Every weekday, 6.30. I'm rambling now. All right. Take care. Peace.